conversations with colleagues. This program is sponsored by the ABA Government and Public Sector Lawyers Division. I'm Katherine Mickelson, Associate Director of the Division. Today we have with us Richard Melnick. Rich is an Associate County Attorney with the Montgomery County Attorney's Office in Rockville, Maryland. Welcome, Rich. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Katherine. Sure. Rich, tell us about generally what county attorneys do. Well, the Office of the County Attorney generally handles the civil matters that confront uh, Montgomery County, Maryland. And um, there's we have different divisions from um, uh, health and human services to finance and procurement and appeals, human resources, uh, zoning, land use, and economic development, uh, a general litigation division, and uh, and a sort of catch-all government operations division. Um, we have about uh, somewhere between 45 and 50 attorneys and, uh, and generally handle uh, everything from civil tort litigation, which I've handled, I handled for about 14 years with the office, uh, procurement uh, and uh, government contracting, commercial law, intellectual property. That's primarily uh, part of the areas that, I'm, that I deal with now. We represent um, all the different agencies within the county uh, and their employees uh, in different matters, whether it's litigation or providing legal advice or drafting legislation um, or negotiating uh, some sort of an agreement, whether it's a, for good services or construction, for, uh, for land, uh, whatever the nature of uh, the arrangement is. So we are generally a... Uh, a, a a law firm for Montgomery County. So so who is your client? Well, the question of who is your client uh, often seems like a simple question, but sometimes uh, has tentacles to it that are a little more complicated. Uh, Montgomery County is the client, but in a, a government where you have a county council, you have a county executive and, and the branch, a county executive branch of which uh, the Office of the County Attorney is a part. Uh, you got um, probably about 60 different agencies uh, within that branch. Within that branch, you have different employees that perform the functions for the the county. Um, and uh, so, when you start getting into the question of who is your client, um, you, you start with the premise that it is the county, and then who has authority to act or make decisions for or speak on behalf of the county uh, in a particular situation. So you lead the office's contract unit. Tell us what's involved with that. Yeah, well, the the government procurement and contract unit, and essentially we deal with commercial law issues where the county is acquiring goods, services, or construction um, with public funds, regardless of the source of those funds. So uh, like I indicated earlier, there's roughly 60 different agencies that have different needs for different goods, services, and construction in order to perform the duties and obligations of the county. And, uh, and there's a centralized procurement office, which I represent. Uh, so the role that, uh, that I play and folks in, in our unit play, and there's about seven different attorneys um, that, uh, that I work with in, in this division, where we assist the, um, the different departments in putting together their solicitations, you know, their, their request for folks to make an offer or a proposal in response to uh, the county's needs. Um, and generally, uh, there has to be formal 
competition, a full, full, fair, and open competition uh, among folks who might be uh, in a position to provide those goods, services, and construction, uh, unless there's some statutory or regulatory uh, authority that allows for an exception to that full, fair, and open competition. It's a uh, it's a formal structure where it's designed so that you can't have nepotism and favoritism to allow uh, anybody to provide the services just because you decide you want them. Um, but suffice it to say, there's different rules depending on the type of solicitation. So it sounds like you do more transactional work than litigation. Is that right? Primarily at this point in my career, that's right. The first 14 years that I was with the Office of the County Attorney, I was on the litigation division, and I did primarily self-insurance fund tort litigation. And when I say self-insurance fund, Montgomery County um, is an entity unto itself, but it also has a, a, a fund in which other local jurisdictions participate and, and create a pooling arrangement for insurance purposes, such as the city of Rockville, Montgomery County Public Schools for tort, uh, for tort situations, Montgomery College, uh, and, and other uh, uh, other jurisdictions that uh, for which we provide uh, the um, the legal uh, work for for handling the litigation. So um, so for 14 years, I defended the county and the other members of the Montgomery County Self Insurance Fund, including workers' compensation cases, tort cases, disability retirement cases. So handled a lot of litigation during that period of time. The last 14 years, being the head of the contract and commercial law unit of our office, it's been primarily transactional, primarily advice, transactions, negotiating, draft, uh, negotiating with other vendors, a, a, lot, a lot of software development agreements and information technology and licensing agreements um, I've handled um, because I also represent the Department of Technology Services um, and, um, and dealing with Bid protests. You know, if if a vendor uh, tries to get a contract and 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 doesn't and it does not get the award, and they uh, and they can come up with bases upon which they felt the solicitation or the method of uh, choosing the vendor was not proper, they can um, they they can bring a, a, an action called a, a solicitation protest, which we then would be, which we then would consider and defend if we felt like it was appropriate to defend, and if we thought that they had a uh, a valid claim, we'd either um, We'd either proceed with uh, cancel the solicitation or grant the protest. Rich, how long have you been with the office, and how did you get your position way back then? I've been with the office since March of 1988, um, so about 29 years. And um, when I first uh, got the, the job with the office of the county attorney, I'd been, uh, um, you know, graduated. I was a business major undergrad. I graduated cum laude in finance from the University of Maryland, and then I went to the University of Maryland Law School. Uh, graduated um, from there, uh, clerked for a, a judge in the circuit court for Montgomery County, and then I uh, worked for a couple of years for a firm in downtown D.C. Um, and wanted to get um, more hands-on uh, first chair experience dealing with litigation matters. And uh, there was uh, an opportunity with the Office of the County Attorney, and, and I'm from Montgomery County, um, and uh, and I thought this, that would be a good opportunity to pursue, and I did, and I was fortunate enough to, to get the job um, on the litigation division um, at that point in time. What's the best thing about your job? Best thing about my job, well, the, the people with whom I work, um, I, I'd say, you know, 
98% of the people with whom I work, I think, are, are wonderful, great people, and I enjoy seeing them every day. And that's a, that's a real bonus because you can't always get that in every law firm. Um, and um, the uh, and the collegiality, the ability to the, the, to feel as if there really truly is an open door policy with almost all the attorneys, and where you can have uh, you can discuss and bounce off different issues. Any criticism is truly constructive criticism so that you can improve and, and, and make better arguments or, or, or deal with issues in a in a more reasonable or cogent way uh, that's that's the best part about the office and and and, and also the ability to have been able to have uh, begun as a as a litigator and then been able to combine my business and law backgrounds uh, was was something that I I'm glad I was able to do with the office um, because going in as a lawyer uh, who had business uh, a business background, I I always thought it would be um, a great thing to be able to combine the law and the business aspects. And and by being uh, in the position I'm in now, dealing with um, government contracts, commercial law issues, intellectual property, information technology issues, is giving me that opportunity. So those are the things I think are. The best, plus having the ability to have done real complex litigation and transactions over the years. So, what type of law school classes would you recommend to law students who are interested in this area of the law? Well, I think um, uh, contract classes. Um, you know, I, I, from a uh, business standpoint, I'd say contract classes, business law courses. Uh, intellectual property, whether it's copyright and trademark and patents, depending on what their background is, you know, a lot of patent lawyers have uh, um, engineering or other kind of scientific backgrounds, but copyright and trademark certainly fit into the, the realm of the business aspects that you deal with, from uh, dealing with unfair competition and, uh, and protecting trade secrets and things like that. In this day and age, you know, if there are e-commerce kinds of courses, uh, you know, back when I was in law school, uh, the, the computers were not as ubiquitous as they are now. So certainly any uh, any uh, courses that facilitate uh, the use of or the understanding of the mechanics behind computers and how they uh, and, how, and how they might operate and, and the legal aspects that might uh, derive from that uh, would be helpful. Same thing with uh, Sunshine Laws or Open Meetings Acts. Uh, you know, uh, if, if there's any uh, law school courses that relate to that kind of a thing and you want to be a government attorney, that would be helpful to know. Maybe like an administrative law class. Absolutely. Administrative law. That, and that, that would fit, I think, into the, the bigger picture of municipal law courses because I imagine those two would go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. Okay. That's a great overview for law students. Um, you were very involved with the Montgomery County Bar Association, and you became president in 2013. Right. Uh, how did you get involved with that initially? My interest in getting involved with the uh, both the County Bar Association and the State Bar Association really uh, was an outgrowth of the idea that uh, it, the practice of law should really be part of a community and not just a job. Um, you know, we're, especially, but not just uh, you not just totally uh, uh, related to litigation, lawyers see each other in very adversarial situations. And to be able to 
uh, be a part of organizations where you get to know people in different ways and you're you're working with people uh, that might be in different practice areas or different law firms or different sides of uh, of different positions, uh, working together to achieve common goals and to get to know them as human beings as opposed to just uh, mercenaries out there uh, trying to advocate for their clients. Uh, makes it, it makes it not only a more pleasant experience to be a lawyer and, and practicing law, but also helps uh, in terms of ice breaking and agenda control and other parts of negotiating with, uh, uh, through a dispute, whether that dispute ends up in litigation or mediation or, or part of a negotiation or whatever. By understanding other people as human beings, uh, you're putting your and, and allowing them to understand you as a human being in a better way. You uh, have move the ball forward from entering into a situation where it's uh where where the where it's just the understanding would be confrontational to one in which you can view the the other person as a human being and be more receptive to uh, understanding and uh accepting persuasive arguments that are justified by reason and and having them do the same for you when you have arguments that are uh that that are based on fact and objective criteria that they would understand your position as well so that you can move forward to problem solve uh, in, in ways that uh, that might otherwise be uh, intractable and adversarial. Tell us something no one knows about you. A deep, dark secret. A deep, dark secret. I don't know if nobody knows it about me. Um, when I was in college, I was a beach lifeguard in Ocean City I, uh, for, two, for two summers. And oh, that's fun. It was a lot of work, you know, you had to pass a really rigorous test and you were out there uh, doing athletic things every day, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed the athletic things every day. And you're, and it was also a taste of enforcing, you know, the laws in Ocean City because, uh, you know, a lot of, there, a lot of, in addition to going out and, and saving people's lives um, when they were in trouble in the water, you also had to make sure you're enforcing different uh, municipal laws in terms of drinking on the beach and where, you know, and, and other aspects of uh, participating in the beach experience as a tourist uh, right. in, in, the, uh, in that environment. What's your proudest work-related accomplishment? Well, I, I think my proudest work-related accomplishment is sort of, there's a general one and I, and I guess some specific ones. The, the general one is the, to be able to have um, addressed uh, the number and, and, and variety of different types of cases that I've handled for, the, for our office. I think I've, uh, I've handled just about every type of case that this office handles from tort litigation to contracts to leases to uh, health issues, recreation, sports and entertainment issues, condominium and HOA issues, public safety uh, you know, intellectual property mentioned before, condemnation, constitutional issues, corporate education, employment, finance, um, tax. So, uh, you know, so zoning. So I think that um, if, uh, so, so without repeating any of the ones that I've mentioned, I, I and and also you know, if, as representing Department of Liquor Control, I had a maritime law case uh, where a ship uh, split apart in a, a storm in the. North Atlantic and, and and the liquor ended up at the bottom of the sea and I had to deal with uh, different international insurers and things to to be able to get the best result we could to 
to, to recoup monies that were otherwise lost. Um, so the, the wide variety of different uh, areas of law has been a, a help and, um, and, and something I'm proud of and being able to successfully have addressed all those different issues. Last question. If you were not a lawyer, what would you be doing instead? If I was not a lawyer, I think I would would have wanted to have been a sports broadcaster. I, I love sports, and uh, and I love uh, telling stories around sports, and I love being able to articulate what's going on in sports and help people understand it better. And you know, I, I just love the whole environment. Um, so uh, I think if if I had to do it all over again, and and uh, and it wasn't law, I think I would have loved to. Have uh, tried to become a sports broadcaster. Neat. Rich Melnick, thank you so much for your time. Thank you if very you- much, Catherine. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with everyone, and I wish all of the people listening uh, the very best in their careers. If you'd like more information about the Government and Public Sector Lawyers Division, go to www.governmentlawyer.org. Thank you.